of A to Z Sports. You can check him on Twitter at AlexDarty1. The White Dragon has landed. Alex, how are you doing, sir? How's it going? I, I made the top 10 and Bruno's favorite moments of the week. That's I, that's I'm I'm ecstatic about that. Yeah, because you're you're kind of like a Bruno fan club, which I hate, by the way. But I saw you talking about how you couldn't believe Jerry Stackhouse unfollowed him on Twitter either. I mean, I'm, I think about it every single day. I know, right? I mean, I, it's I, I I will say this about Vanderbilt sports. I I love covering the Nashville Predators. Uh, it's, it's, it's not a, it's, you know, I'm not, I'm not a fan. I'm just, I just get to cover the team. It's just like, it's a job, but I will always just be a fan of, of Vanderbilt sports. And, uh, part of that is, is making fun of everything about the university and all the, all the terrible decisions they make. So, uh, I, I appreciate when, when Bruno points those things out and, and you need people like that around. Well, the problem is, is it's not like a job or it's not like omni. it's not like I'm omnipotent to it or like uh, on the outside of the walls. Like it very deeply bothers me. And I hope people don't look at my tweets and think oh, he's just joking. He's just clowning around. I'm dead serious. <laughs> I, yeah, I, right. I really get that. I, I get that because it's it's serious business. People don't people maybe outside of Nashville don't realize like how how important Vanderbilt in athletics is to a lot of people in the area. I mean, it's it's become a joke, but like. It didn't used to be. I mean, it it didn't used to be, and it really shouldn't. That that I, How awesome Nashville is. You know what I mean? It's just it really simple. We've got Bruno wasn't prepared for us to talk Vanderbilt. Usually, I have to like preface it for him, and I can tell it's just bringing it up right now has really got him into a <laughs> a real fussy situation. No, I'm chilling. We have I'm to good. put him down for a nap after the show. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, Alex, let's talk some Preds now. The All Star break is over. We're done. They have, what, 34 more games left, and yep. where do they currently sit right now? I know I've been seeing you post all all through today about all the press conferences and everything. What is your vibe with the team right now getting ready for the back half of the season? Well, it's pretty. Uh, it, it's a pretty daunting final stretch that they have. I mean, let, let's lay it out there. They're at 54 points. They're out of a playoff spot. Most mathematicians who look at this stuff say they're going to have to be around 97, 98 points by the end of the year to make the playoffs, just to make the playoffs. So that's 44 points away. They've got to get 44 points in their final 34 games. That might not sound like that's hard. That's a pretty difficult number to reach, uh, especially for a team like Nashville. I mean, that's like, I mean, basically that's like getting 22 wins of your final 34 games. That's like, that's a, that is really moving. I mean, that is, 22 and 12 in your final 34 games. That's like, you know, you're one of the best teams in the league. Um, so they have absolutely their work cut out for them. And they have nothing but themselves to blame for that because of where they've, you know, how they've played the first 48 games. They've got, you know, other teams ahead of them, like Colorado, who obviously is dangerous, but injured Minnesota, who I think is not dissimilar from Nashville and that they have flaws and you could, you could catch them. St. Louis, I don't think they're as much of a factor anymore. I think they're going to start probably probably selling pieces. It sounds like Tarasenko is going to go. So in the central, they are really in a position where they have to stack wins. They have to stack. They got to go on winning streaks. You know, they're in the middle of a three-game winning streak right now. They've got to extend that to like five, six, you know, and they've got to keep doing that for, uh, you know, two months in order to really make uh, make their, their way up the ladder. 
I saw I saw your quote that you, or well I guess it wasn't your quote it was Matt Duchesne but I saw you tweeted out uh, Matt Duchesne talking about it's more of a sprint than a marathon at this point. Do you feel that they feel that sense of urgency that they're really going to be acting on it, or is that just kind of they're just they're just saying the trying to say the right things right now? No, I I, I get that vibe. I really do. I think that they are. Um... I think they have a lot of a lot of guys in that room that know what that means. If that makes any sense, it's not just words. I mean, Duchesne, Yosi, Johansson, Forsberg, Granlund, uh, even UC Soros at this point, like all have been through this, uh, this this final stretch playoff push. And then some of the younger guys who haven't: Cody Glass, Parsonen, uh, Tommy Novak. You know, those guys are you know learning from those guys, but they're just as they're they're just as amped up for it. So I do think that they are. You know, the will is in the room. Uh, you know, I, I think that the, the the willpower they have to really get that done is there. It's just, do they have the, the horses? Do they have the talent to do it? And I, I think in some ways they do. It's just they they keep, if they keep dropping games like, you know, for example, this week, they have Vegas tonight. Tough, tough matchup. But I could see them going in and beating Vegas tonight. But then they go to, on the road to Philadelphia. In, you know, in Philadelphia, they play the Flyers. Flyers are not very good. But if they drop to Philly, the win over Vegas means nothing because you've just you've you've now you've gone even for the week, and so it's it's stuff like that. Like they they've done stuff like that all year long where they've dropped to teams that they really shouldn't have, and and if you do that now, you, you are going to be pretty out of it pretty quick. Talking with Alex Darty of A to Z, you can follow him on Twitter at Alex Darty One. Also nicknamed the White Dragon. Let's get that going. Uh, <laughs> Bruno Reagan, what do you got for Alex? Alex, first and foremost, this wasn't in my prepared questions but i'm looking at your twitter bio it says analysis god uh that's awesome bold so good for you <laughs> that's that made me chuckle on air so i appreciate that. well that's a so that's that's a nod to a hater actually that was a uh that was a little bit of hate mail that i got who uh a, a guy described me he said uh who is this guy that plays rec league hockey and thinks he knows anything about hockey he thinks he's an analysis god so that's actually a little uh little bit of snark coming coming your way on that one. <laughs> hate mail is the best. I, I would prefer only hate mail instead of compliments, so that's just me, though. I uh, saved this tweet, and I wanted to run it by the analysis guide and see what you thought about it, because I was like, this <laughs> is such a tight nest thing that maybe he'll he'll be able to translate it. This season so far, the Preds have re-signed an undrafted forward, scored his first goal in 40 games, waived one of the promising former first-rounders, and have yet to call up a former first-rounder who, who played in 76 games last year. Nothing makes sense. Is that a fair analysis of the Preds right now? I, I cannot. I do not understand why they have not called up Tomasino. That that tweet is referencing Philip Tomasino in Milwaukee. Um, the fact that he's still been in Milwaukee this whole time it really doesn't make a lot of sense to me. And then, yeah, so they signed Cole Smith, and um, I, I I think the timing of the move is surprising. I mean, Cole Smith. Let's just he is he's a. Um, you know, he's a, a lower end forward. He doesn't score a lot of goals. He just recently scored his first two NHL goals ever. He does a lot of things that are not goal oriented. I mean, he's a, he's a really he's a pretty fast skater. He's really physical. He plays on the penalty kill. Uh, he's a good locker room guy, you know, that kind of thing. But like, you know, why are you signing, you know, a sense of essentially a replacement level player, you know, in the middle of the season now you're locking him into next year? Why not? Why not wait till the summer? see what other free agents are out there, see if there's any other better options, and then he'll be there. Because I, I don't think that the, a lot of teams are going to be coming for, for Cole Smith over the summer. You could probably get him then, too. So I don't know. It didn't make a lot of sense to me. And uh, th 
look, that is that is a move. Here's the thing with the Predators, and getting back to your question, th that is a move that doesn't make sense. But there are other moves that do make sense, right? Cody Glass has been a huge part of this year. So you, you so Parson in the same thing. Those have been great moves, I think, uh, and, and really strong moves for the future. So, like, for every one of those one or two really good moves, they have moves that don't make a lot of sense, like not playing Tomasino and signing Cole Smith again for another year when you really don't need to yet. So I, it, it, it's really confusing sometimes Look, trying to take all of it in uh, when analyzing the Nashville Predators. I wanted to ask you a little bit more of a meta question, too, because I feel like with the Titans in Nashville, the energy's kind of shot down a little bit from the early years of Tannehill. With the early years of Tannehill was when the Preds were kind of having their run, and that's when I think the catfish throwing started. It just seemed like both of them had their peak energies of fandom around the same time, and now they're kind of traveling together back down to the gutter. Do you think there's like a wave of momentum with both of them combined where just kind of like the city – gets so hyped then it kind of needs a break and we're in we're in this break point or is that just kind of like right place right time for I, both of them to make i do I, I think it is so funny the way it works there's even another element of it i was thinking about this today how long did it take for people now it's a little different now with mike vrabel with the titans but it wasn't that long ago that people were like when is could jeff fisher come back here could jeff fisher come back to coach what's he doing because that same thing happened with barry trotz right i mean like people there are a lot of fans in town who Several years ago, we're ready to let Barry Trotz, you know, walk out the door. And now we're like, hmm, I wonder if we could get the old ball coach back in town. So even that kind of thing happens. It's really strange. But, yeah, they do seem to follow these sort of patterns. I don't follow the Titans nearly as much as I do the Predators. So I, I, couldn't, I couldn't match it up perfectly. But it does seem to do that. Talking with Alex Darty, you can follow him on Twitter at Alex Darty One. Also, I'm I'm kind of running rummaging through your tweets and some that I remember from yesterday. You're talking about Cole Smith, and it seems like I don't know if it was I don't know what time you were sending these tweets out, but it kind of feels like late night, like connecting dots to other to imaginary lines to invisible dots. But you're saying Cole Smith getting his extension that he got, you think that's going to lead to a possible trade? Can you elaborate on that a little bit more? Yeah, yeah, exactly. So I, I, I've, I've since kind of backed off on that a little bit. Okay, so basically my thought was they've already locked in. It's about a month. It's about, it's money is what it is. They have they have basically eight roster spots that they need to uh, take care of over the summer, either with signing their RFAs, the restricted free agents, or signing their U signing UFAs. And they only have around eleven million dollars to do that. Well, some of those guys are going to cough more than a million dollars. I mean, Cody Glass is going to be a lot more than that. Tanner Janot is going to be more than that. They're not going to be able to do it with the, the money they have. And so that just get that got me thinking there's probably something in the works where they're either going to offload some sort of money contract or maybe they're going to trade one of those roster spots and call up someone from Milwaukee like a Tomasino. It just feels like they don't have the money and the roster spot situation exactly the way they need to in order to make it work. So that was kind of what I was thinking. But I, I since backed off on it because I don't necessarily think it has to do with the trade deadline. Those trades could happen over the summer too, like at the draft or free agency. So it doesn't necessarily mean that anyone's going to be traded at the deadline. Just like they have to figure out this money situation. They're in kind of a, a, a crunch with there's so many roster spots to fill for next year and not a lot of money to use. Do you think that's playing, playing into the, how this team's going to play going forward this year? Because it just kind of sounds like a damned if you do, damned if you don't kind of scenario that they're in because if they really do want to try to make a push and, and like you said, win, win those number of games to get into into a playoff spot, 
and you want to make those moves, but making those moves could kind of harm how the money would go forward for the Preds team. Do you feel like that's playing it in at all with this team, how they're just going to decide to they, – they're not going to say it out loud. They're going to say, well, we're just, this, this season's over, so they're going to say they're going to have a lot of momentum and they're going to try to win. You know, Teams always say that. But do you think they're, they're thinking of that kind of level right now with this season? I don't think any of the moves that they're they're contemplating are about buying to get more pieces for this year. If that makes sense, mm. I don't think that they are a buyer looking to you know go get a rental like a Bo Horvat. Obviously, he already got traded, but I don't I don't think they're in that kind of market right now at all. No matter what happens over the next couple of weeks, but I do think what dep- the the next few games, you know, how many wins they get over Vegas and Philly and then Arizona next Monday. Like if they if they if they reel off three straight wins they're probably more likely going to uh, be active in the trade conversations and looking towards, you know, a backdoor buy, so to speak, like where you trade off a piece that you don't necessarily need for next year, but it leads to a draft pick or it leads to some money down the road that you can use for something else. I I, I do not think you're going to see any big splashes. I mean, if there's any trades for the, for the trade deadline for Nashville, they're going to be small. But um, I do think there probably will be something. I, I don't know what it'll be, but the, I it, it really comes down to these next few games. How do they perform against Vegas tonight? How do they play in Philly on Saturday? How do they play against Arizona Monday? That right there, those three games could tell you exactly how the rest of this uh, the season's going to go. Well, let's talk about the game tonight then. What are you expecting from this Vegas squad against the Preds? Well, so Vegas has somehow, I guess they may be, they're injured, but they've had some some injuries uh, and they've lost several games in a row. I think they've lost maybe three or four games in a row. But the last time Nashville played them, they lost in overtime. Um, Vegas is always tough against Nashville. They just have a lot of a lot of good speed, a lot of good skill players. Um, I think it depends on who's in goal. I'm not really sure who's going to go in goal for, for Vegas tonight. But I, I, I would say that Nashville, based on how they played against New Jersey before the break and against Winnipeg before the break, they definitely got a chance. I mean, like, I, I don't think that this team, I don't think Vegas is so good that they're going to be, you know, o- overrun or anything. I think it's going to be close. Probably probably a one-goal kind of game, real, real tight game in the end. Yeah, Preds are the favorite, at least, if you're looking at the way Vegas is looking at it right now. Uh, minus one-and-a-half goal favorite, but it is plus 205. <laughs> it's a, I've never seen that, where a favorite is, is plus two two to one almost that's kind of crazy but I guess that explains Preds hockey in a nutshell I, I that's hockey man the spreads are just like I, I stay away from the spreads I don't know what's the over under on this one six just a flat six who I yeah I mean I, I I'd say probably the under on that I would say yeah like a three to two sounds like a good final for this one well you, Devlin was trying to go over and you're against Devlin which is a good it's good for you that you're against Devlin so <laughs> Well, I don't. Yeah, you know, if you, I have a pretty good track record on this show. I don't want to ruin it, but I, I think I'm going to go under on the uh, under six tonight. This is official. This is an official one, right? Let's make it. Let's make it official. Yeah. All right, there you go. It's putting on. This is this is for uh, never getting one wrong on the show. So I think you're four and zero currently. So we'll see if you. Hopefully, you can get to five and zero. Yeah, we'll see. I don't know if I'm four now. I don't, that sounds uh, maybe, maybe two now. Oh, we'll make it up. Think... We can just make up whatever hey, Alex, we want. Alex. Look, I promise you, I just know you haven't missed one. I'm not going <laughs> <laughs> to. Analyst God. 
is uh, <laughs> keeping right. it, keeping us on our tippy toes here. It's it, we're just pushing the show forward. Is all we're doing. Alex. Well, the, the the white dragon is always honest. <laughs> yes, and yes, that's that's the big side of it. It's why we have the white dragon on, and you can follow the white dragon on Twitter at Alex Darty One. You can follow him all, all through his A to Z. Also, see everything he has there. Great follow if you're trying to keep up with going on with Preds especially now that they're back in action, hockey back in action uh, tonight, 7 o'clock against the Vegas Golden Knights. Alex, so thank thank you so much for jumping on with us, buddy. Absolutely, anytime. See you guys later. Good stuff there from the White Dragon himself. Devlin, you were going to say 